0: Welcome to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. Dental entrepreneur women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry.
1: Hi everybody, it's Ann Duffy and this is the Just Do It podcast. I am here at the Hinman recording on my dearest friend's recording equipment because he's so generous, showed up this morning at 9.30 to help me. Um, get it just right just for you please help me welcome the amazing Andrew Johnson how's it going it's going great Andrew
0: oh my gosh it feels so weird to be on this side of the of the interview though I
1: know you're really you actually (laughs) I know you could have been sitting here (laughs) and I know it feels weird on the other side of the table but it's lovely having you
0: well thank you I Um, appreciate this I
1: love it well you've you've always been a dear person and a dear friend to so many of us
0: well, yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing I think, though, if you really look back at that particular statement, it is coming from everyone else who's done that for me, though, right? So, like, it's the whole pay it forward situation. And dentistry is such a small world. I, 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 It baffles me the people who decide or make that conscious choice to not share what they have or to not be happy and friendly and kind and loving and inclusive and all of those things. So when I see someone like you, I'm like, I'm naturally gravitating towards you because yeah. I feed off your energy. Like, it's fun to be around you. Um, so anyway. And
1: ditto. And ditto. Oh, geez. Obviously, oh, geez. obviously, it's so true because, I, you know, in the dental entrepreneur community, there are so many women that have been um, lifted up by you, uh, promoted by you, interviewed mm. by you. Mm. You're a big yeah. part of our community. I mean, you are a dude. D-E-W-D,
0: <laughs>
1: which we're trying to define that, Andrew, because when we started Dental Entrepreneur Woman, I mean, I love guys. I love men. Love my husband. Love my boys. Love, love all the guys in, uh, in dentistry because they're so special. Mm-hmm. And what defines a dude? Well, when you were coming on this podcast today and when we just were speaking, I'm thinking it's, it's, it's a gentleman that s- supports women for who they are as a person mm-hmm. for the gifts that they have and respects their knowledge and their um, professionalism. Yeah. And and you make it fun. I mean, it's just it's just fun. You you can be at any, I mean, I, I've got to have a dude track because I would love <laughs> you to be there. But I just see you supporting so many women because, well, first of all, you're a male dental hygienist. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. is like a minority in our industry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: how did you, how did you why did you go into dental hygiene? i am just—I don't know if I've even asked it's, you that.
0: Well, it's—it's it's not this great, amazing story where you know I had this hygienist who you know took me under her wing when I was fourteen <laughs> and really showed me the the truth path for dentistry. It, well, it's not that I don't have a an amazing story like that, but you know, my brother, who I don't know if you and I have talked about him before, but he's a dental hygienist as well.
1: Okay, and I know.
0: when I did not know. we you know we had this this idea way back when. He was going to be a periodontist. I was going to be an oral surgeon. I love the show mash and I wanted to be just like Hawkeye Pierce and like cut open people, which I know sounds terrible, but like I wanted to be that person that would make the OR a fun, loving, but also inclusive, very, you know, like objective. Um, But like, we're going to have a good time. We're going to save people's lives. I know oral surgeons don't necessarily do that, but that was in dentistry the closest I was going to get because I don't mind the, the blood and the guts and stuff. Well, for whatever reason, the advice that was given to us was, hey, let's go and be dental hygienist first because the the person that told us this with all the best intention of the world said the people that are at the top of my dental class to get into specialty have all been hygienists first Oh, because they already know the lingo. It's like a whole new language as you oh, know. Yeah. Um, they already know the procedures. They already know the expectation. They already know what the results should look like. So it's not that hard for them to get into it. They know about patient care. There's so many things that they already know about. Well, the four
1: years of dental school would be so much easier if you had a dental right? hygiene background. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh, gosh. And
0: in Washington, we're fortunate enough that we were doing restorative. And so that was part of our educational system. So it would have been that much more easy for us to do that restorative component for, we obviously don't drill on teeth, but we restore the teeth. And so, Oh my. I mean, it would have been a natural, so it's actually a really great advice, except for the fact that- in that time, my brother was married and had multiple kids. I got married and had multiple kids. And I'm like, look, I'm, we're making a great living. We're having a solid impact on people's lives, which I didn't understand that that was a, as a hygienist. I, wasn't getting, I didn't know I could have that fulfilled feeling in that way. And so, you know, all the things came together. And we're like, you know what? We're good here, actually. Like, we don't need to continue on for any sort of, like, status symbol or validation. You know, monetarily, we can take care of our families the way we, we want to do. Um, and so that's, you know, unfortunately that's not like a, a great story, but that's the reality. No, that's a
1: very good story. That's, a, that's, that's, that's being able to pivot yeah. and still live your dream.
0: Exactly. And my brother, you know, we went to hygiene school together at the oh, same time. Oh my
1: gosh. Uh, he's
0: three and a half years older than me, but we've been kind of, you know, lock and step all along the pathway. And it's been, for me, it's been like, that's that person that who you know, I can lean on and be like, Hey. Here's some of the struggles that I'm experiencing. Hey, here's some struggles that I'm experiencing. We we come together and even in hygiene school of the week, we were partners in a lot of like our study groups and stuff like that too. How so.
1: cool is that? It and was and awesome. this was Washington State.
0: Yeah, Washington State.
1: Oh my gosh! And is he still practicing?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's doing really well. He's doing a lot of restorative work as well. Um Very He cool. works with the you know the state uh, dental hygiene examining committee. He works as an examiner for credits. Like he's in, talking about amazing people. Like that's who you should be interviewing right now. Is is my older brother? But oh my gosh! Shout out to Mike. What's up, Mike?
1: Mike. Mike. We love you, <laughs> Mike. That's so cool. So little yeah. brother, little little brother, Andrew. Andrew. So, yeah. so you're doing pretty good yourself, my dear. Yeah
0: I'm, yeah, I'm not doing too bad. I think, you know, before we we hit record, you know, one of the things that I, I really want to talk about is why though, like why, how did I get to, I mean, my role right now is I'm director of dental hygiene at a DSO in Florida and we have a uh, little more than a hundred offices and I'm responsible for almost half of them on the west coast of Florida. And, you know, I, I, don't take that lightly as I've been very fortunate and uplifted by so many along the way. And I think one of the first people that was like uh, an instrument in my life, I, and I, when I'm looking back, they've almost all been women, which is not because they're more caring or, or nurturing, but because they were smarter and better than the men around them, right? And that's who I gravitate towards. You know, mm-hmm. Michelle Strange was my partner for so long yes. on A you Two that... Like, one of the smartest, strongest women I've ever met oh in my yes. entire life, right? Yeah. So I gravitate towards those people. But one of the first one was an office manager who I didn't actually care for that much. Um, but she was incredibly smart. She was gifted. She understood insurance. She, she understood uh, patient behavior. She understood all these things that she taught to us. The dental assistants. The dental assistants are the ones, and they were all female in the, in the uh, offices I was working at, who taught this young hygienist who... Thought that he knew everything coming out of school, who really knew absolutely nothing, how to be a hygienist, how to do the the patient care, how to get through an appointment like the right way, how to walk out a code, every little step is was guided by a dental assistant. But for me, um, you know, I I have a drive, I have a a desire to help more people, and so when I got to the point where I needed to have, you know. Other people like yourself on my show to give that expertise and advice, and that's when you know the podcasting thing came around. Twenty fifteen. That's really when I feel like I don't want to say I made it, but like I finally started having the impact that I really, really wanted to have on the world. And if it wasn't for all of these people that came before, man, even the DSO that I worked at before, all of my practice managers were female, right? And so I, you learn, every, you know, right. lots of things from every one of them. We had. Uh, our CEO, she was a woman at this DSO, our uh, hygiene director, our I, there are so many people in the, the line of succession above me that was there to teach me and train me. they were all female. And so I think it's ridiculous to think that um, that women don't have an impact on our lives. I just think that most men don't think about it. Mm-hmm. We're not aware of it. We're not conscious enough of it, which is totally our fault. It's stupid. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we should be better about it. But I I challenge any male in the profession, whether you're an assistant, a hygienist, a doctor, doesn't matter. Tell me where a woman hasn't helped you in this profession. Yes. Really? Like who? Who? I mean, what shoulders have you stood on to get where you are?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because there's always been someone. Always. Yeah.
1: And I think that it's we're still lagging behind, like on the in the C-suite arena. For sure. Because I don't know if women are good at like they're good at communicating, right? But we could be better at bringing women along with us to go with us to the C-suite. Um, I think that was a thread when I was at Women in DSO mm-hmm. um, that just because you've got two women in a group, they don't always. Uh, root for each other. Mm-hmm. And then that, and, and, and you don't want to be a part of that kind of a community, right? right? And neither do I. And that's one of the things that we're working on is just everybody's welcome here mm-hmm. and everybody knows our name, right? Yeah. When we go in there. And so I think you've been very fortunate, but also I give you credit, Andrew, because you are obviously a very good mentee. And, you know, there, there's... I, I some, there's bet my
0: mentors would not say that. No, I would, I
1: would disagree because He's you, argumentative. <laughs> he, does, he, he talks too much. He,
0: I, I don't think I've been the best mentee. Does, but, but I think that's a, a point that I do think that we should make is the ones that are the most difficult are sometimes paying attention the most. Yes. Because, like, going back to these people, like, I, I promise you, Anne, they do not like me. But the nuggets of just pure knowledge or skill that they've imparted on me was not lost on me. And I, and I you know, I've tried to explain that to some of them. I, I remember there was one, uh, she ended up, well, I probably shouldn't say who she is, but she was one of my instructors in school and I made her cry.
1: Wow, how not, could that, that's not possible. Oh, can, I'm I've telling never, you, like, I'm
0: not that nice of a person. <laughs> like, no, it's not, well, that's not what it is. The thing is like, I you know just, what you want. I demand to know why. Yes. And sometimes you know the way I come off is not the best, <laughs> and especially I was younger, and, and you know I've learned a lot in the last you know fifteen years, but um it wasn't until years later that I realized like one how stupid I was, but two what I'm, like what she was really trying to teach me. And I was very lucky enough that she accepted my apology years later. Wow. <laughs> but the rest of these people I, I haven't quite come around to apologizing yet. I oh might get there gosh. eventually. Well, you
1: know it's so funny that you say that though. I think that is that is something like men are from Mars and women are from Venus. I, I think it's interesting that you liked the hard edged manager because of what you were gonna get in the knowledge. And I think sometimes women are a little bit softer. We we tend to like that warm and fuzzy first and we don't and that doesn't always give us what we need.
0: I mean, I'm learning from you right? on this.
1: Yes, I'm. I, I'm yeah. learning on this. Ask the questions, and it, it's interesting. One of the one of the main things I hear for women is stand up, ask for what you want because people mm-hmm. can't guess what yeah, you
0: want. Exactly,
1: and I think that you. Um, you know that's a good example for all of us. To, to, we can still be a little warm and fuzzy because you are a warm and fuzzy teddy bear. I think
0: I love to hug. I, I really know. am a nice. I, I am are. a nice guy, you but are. I think work like a working relationship is different than yeah. a friendship, like what we have. Yeah. Um. And I do you mind if we go back to the C-suite conversation yes, for a minute? I'd love I don't to. know. I'm I'd sorry. I don't to. need to take over yeah, your podcast. No, this is the natural this, like interviewer yeah, kind of coming back. Perfect. So, I, I want to tell you what I've seen on the podcast over the last seven years of doing it from okay. generationally. Where I think that we've gone, and this is, look, all anecdotal, I have no science to support this. And I could, I'm very open to the fact that I'm probably wrong. Okay. But however.
1: <laughs> I'm listening.
0: I find that there are very much two types of interviewees that have come on the show. And I think this, this car- carries through to the C-suite conversation. There are the ones who are giving of everything that they, they could possibly have and want the audience to hear it and feel it and love it and know it like they do. right? They want, to, they want that person, that clinician, that office manager, whoever it is, to take what they said, implement it the next day and instantly change lives. Mm-hmm. Then there's the other who says, let me give you some keywords and some key phrases, but I'm going to keep all the good stuff to myself so that you can watch my course or you know, buy this or whatever. And I think that when that comes to the C-level individuals, especially those in women, that are women, I would like to say the ones that I've noticed that have really made it at the C-suite level are the ones that are giving of everything that they have.
1: Oh, I love hearing that. They they are not the ones that are,
0: the the ones that are bad at their job are the ones that are holding back. Yes. Because they're trying to make themselves relevant And unfortunately, and again, this is just Andrew's opinion on on life and I apologize if it's wrong, but I just think that there haven't, there there hasn't been enough time where we've had enough women leaders that have been really great, that have made all the mistakes that other people have made. Like you learn from your mistakes, right? We haven't had enough time to make those mistakes, to learn from them to impart that to the next generation of women leaders yet. Yes. That is coming. That is coming in dentistry. It's coming everywhere. When we see the graduation rates of, what, 50-plus percent are women, and it's been like that for a little little bit of time now, that's the next generation of leaders. But what are the leaders now in those C-suite levels? What are they teaching the next generation, and where are we at there? So if they can be kind and imparting and inclusive and not worry about, oh, that person is going to take my job if I invite them into you know, the assistant position or the, Level, you know, the vice president position. If we're not having the scarcity mentality, we're yes. gonna we're gonna see a lot more women in in leadership. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. I Listen, don't
1: know. I love hearing that because that is the premise of do. There's no scarcity mentality. Mm-hmm. Give, 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 and and support. Yeah, and support, and because people are 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 being. You have to be authentic. And mm-hmm. if you know something that can help somebody, why would you keep it to yourself? Exactly. That's what I, you know, we just interviewed Manal. I mean, she just like, just gives it to everybody and helps you implement it. And yeah. those are the people that I, I really feel are, are going to be the next generation of leaders. Mm-hmm. And then that is going to trickle down, but we have to start somewhere. And you're we right, it, it has been, I've heard this so often from women that sometimes women can be the worst support in an organization, and they and and you, we think, how can that be? Aren't women just helping each other? But that's not always been the case because they there's been so few that. and there's so few spots yeah. that they feel like they if they've got their spot, you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I got to hold on to this with yeah. all my might and not let go. But we have to change that. And that we was have a, to. that was also a thread through women in DSO. The women on the panel, I felt very uplifted by that, mm-hmm. um, com- the conversations that were held, and I hope that it just continues to. Um, to uh, percolate sure. in our industry and that's what's what we're, we're uh, asking for mm. for dues no scarcity mentality and one for all all for one yeah. I mean that's the only and that just seems natural and way more fun it's so hard so. to like ke- make brownies and keep them all for yourself yeah let's sure. share the brownies
0: and, and I think you know while we've been talking about like women need to help women I think that there's definitely a, like the men need to you know start doing their their part in all of this mm. right and uh, you know, my boss is, is male and, and together, you know, we've really made it uh, a concerted effort to try and uplift those around us, kind of regardless of if they're male or female, right. but really focusing on teaching development developmental skills to women to take our spots, right? Like we're not going to be there forever. We know that we're not going to be there forever. What can we do to set up our, um, our company in the best position? That's by getting the next generation of leaders, the next step ready for us.
1: Give them the opportunities, Exactly. train them, um, respect them. You learn from them, learn from them too. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, you know, you're a mentor one day and you're a mentee you can be a mentor and a mentee in the same day (laughs) and it doesn't matter. There is age is no barrier because like (laughs) Manal is a mentor to me and, um, and I try to be a good mentor and that happens so often. But, uh, again, it's great that you're looking at that though, Andrew, because so often, we don't look for we look for a particular person at a particular somebody like you so for you guys to be on purpose looking for those young sharp driven women that don't have scarcity mentality have a generous heart and that's that's who you're that's who you are hiring and, fi- and finding because they're being attracted mm-hmm. to you and your culture. That's all culture.
0: Because you can train the rest of the skill part of it, right? But it's that it's that personality type that it's hard to change somebody. Yeah. And there's enough people out there who who want it, who want the good things for people, who just need to be given a chance in a, an environment that is not high-pressure, do this now, or you're fired, yeah. you know, kind of a, a situation. And so... Um, I think that, you know, looking for those types of people, it's not going to just make me look good, which it is, but it's going to really percolate throughout the company and change the culture faster than any other way I can think of.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great space to be in. And, you know, people and women and men in dentistry are so smart and bright. Yeah. It's not like you can't find anybody right. that can fill those roles. Mm-hmm. So it is it is great to really get to know that person on that interview and see the mindset and see what yeah. if it, it's going to be a nice match. Yeah. Um, but you you attract great people. I see you wow. around and you just, you know, that's just who you are and um, why our profession is better because you're in it.
0: Well, shoot. Yeah, we're Thanks. shoot. I feel the same way about oh, you. Oh <laughs> gosh,
1: I just love you. And I I learned a lot from you. I'm mean, I would like to I love listening to your podcast. Uh, the Tale of Two Hygienists, and the fact that you actually manage and produce podcasts for others, which is it's yeah. that you've got a lot of you've got a lot of gigs going on. How do you manage all
0: that? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, I mean, honestly, and this isn't like that, you know, humble whatever. The truth is, I have a whole team that does everything, and I just show up when they tell me to. Um, it's been lots of years in creating that team and 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 the the workflows and the systems and stuff to make that happen. But you look at someone so. The, the main person at tells you Hygienist is actually Brittany, um, who you know, Brittany. Yes. Uh, she is the one Lovely. that helps manage all the network things. She manages everything whenever we come to a conference like this. Uh, she manages the, you know, these are the interviews that we have. I've followed up with this person. Um, she is, I mean, she really is the lifeblood of the, of the company. And uh, it just makes it easy to do the rest. Well, you know, so I focus on my job as you know, director of hygiene.
1: So. Yeah. Well, Coach is is, is uh, definitely better off with you there. I love it. And the dental profession is, is a lovely place to have you be here and promoting all of the amazing uh, stories, information, ideas. Uh, in our industry on Tale of Two, of two Hygienists. and oh, Very fortunate. And very lucky. My pleasure to to be with you today and to always see your smiling face and to, to get that great hug from you, Andrew. Oh, so thanks, thank you, Anne. Andrew Johnston. It's lovely having you. Thanks for being here. Round of applause for you. And for all of our listeners, wherever you are, remember to just keep doing you. Thanks, Anne. Thanks,
0: everybody. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.